This show is pre-recorded and furnished by The Cochran Firm. Talk Radio 790. You are listening to A Nation Divided. I am Brian Dunn, sitting across from my best friend, Mr. James Oates. We are coming to you live from Culver City. How are you doing, Jim? I'm doing great, Brian. I felt uh, very safe and secure in the United States of America today driving in. Ah, how apropos. Safety and security. So, folks, uh, as you know, we like to talk about those topics that are uncomfortable, the things that... uh, really make us kind of squirm and the things that uh, typically uh, most people want swept under the rug. And one of the things that we're going to talk about today is really important to me because I've spent the last 25 years of my life uh, enforcing the Constitution of the United States through the practice of law. And what we're seeing now are some issues that are directly impacting this. And specifically, the question that we're going to get at today is... Should the government be allowed to suspend constitutional provisions in the name of national security when it comes to domestic acts of crime that can be labeled domestic terrorism? Now, this is not uh, as complex as it may seem, but one of the things that uh, anyone might understand, and if you've never been to law school, you're probably better off, but even if you have gone, one of the things you're going to learn about the Constitution of the United States is that at its core, what it does is it protects the individual from the government. It draws very strict lines with regard to what the government can and cannot do to the rights of the individual. And as such, it creates these things called civil rights. Now, round about September 11th, calendar year 2011, the entire playing field changed on many levels. With the unprecedented attack uh, on our fine city of New York, which struck the core of our souls, there became known an agency that was dubbed the Department of Homeland Security. Homeland Security. Department of Homeland Security. And they... uh, Protecting the homeland. Exactly. Series of laws. That sounds kind of German, doesn't it? I tell you, brother, the, uh, the very first time I heard it. And it's funny when you read all these articles, the very first time people heard that name, they were like, really? You know, but the genesis of it was a, was a series of laws that were under the rubric of the Patriot Act, uh, which was not just the Patriot Act, but a series of related laws. Uh, but essentially what that what this series of laws and what this organization called the Department of Homeland Security did is, in a nutshell, you don't have to be a lawyer to know this, but it just completely did away with many of the constitutional provisions in the name of national security. Like, for example, uh, if if the uh, department could say it was investi- investigating terrorism or terrorists, they could search anyone, anywhere. 
Anytime. Without a warrant, they could yep. search any home, any premises, anywhere. Listen to your telephone calls. They, yeah, this concept of roving wiretaps, which yep. means that they could listen to anything, anywhere. They could go in your house. They could take anything. They can do anything uh, without having to deal with that pesky document called the Constitution. And all those laws were supposed to sunset. Right. Sunset means fade away. But, of course, the sun rose. And it has risen again and again, as it does. But it's not just property, and it's not just searching. They could also take you under, they could take your person under the concept of terrorism. They could hold you indefinitely without a trial. Uh, they could pick you up for any reason. Uh, you could be detained uh, literally for no probable cause, as it would now exist. And a lot of these uh Detentions happen in places that you would never know. They're literally, and I'm not, this is not a TV term, they're literally called black sites where folks are just held. But all of this is in the name of stopping terrorism. But what's happening now, Jim, is that they're bringing that home because certain groups are now being labeled domestic terrorists. And what that implies is that all of these constitutional abrogations can now be applied to groups that are born and raised in the U.S. of A. And people uh, who are not foreign and who are not so-called enemy combatants, but they're citizens. Now, when we start talking about this, uh, it all started, at, at least as it relates to some of the domestic groups uh, with the white supremacist groups, uh, we all may remember the horrific story about uh, Dylan Roof, who shot and killed, I believe, nine people in South Carolina back in 2015. Uh, he was called by the then acting attorney general, Loretta Lynch, that group. Uh, he was clearly affiliated with uh, a, a, a right wing, uh, right wing racist uh, ideology. Um, and it was determined that, that this wasn't just a hate crime within the meaning of the FBI, but it was actually an act of domestic terrorism. And what happened uh, a few weeks ago, Jim? Well, okay, so we're uh, talking about the uh, Domestic Terrorism Prevention Act. Yes. Something, so, something went down in El Paso. Oh, wait, yeah. No, sorry, I've got to get back up to that, unfortunately. I mean, everyone knows that, um, the tragedy in El Paso with, um, I believe it was 20, now, 20, I think the counts to 24, yeah. to the 21 or 24 victims, yeah. So, the, of course, the, the young man that did this terrible thing was was just crazy. I mean, he was a crazy guy but he had a manifesto and it was full of white nationalist anger propaganda kind of raging random stuff he talked about the fact that plastics in the environment and trash in the united states you know trash in the world and it was a bad thing and he's kind of sort of like hinting at the fact that it's or the, or the or the idea that it's a fact that it's because there are not just white people in the United States of America, and it's just really crazy stuff, the kind of stuff that we know people like that say. And it, it was considered, though, he was, in his mind, he was doing something that was political, and yeah. he was doing something that was associated with, in right. his twisted mind, a cause. And that gets really, that's, that gets, uh, that, that, that whole thing that you just said there, so one thing that people have to understand about things like the Patriot Act and some stuff we're going to talk about later in the show, is that the, the, one of the ideas is that, the, the notion is, is that it connect, is a person doing this thing because they want to influence the populace or change, right. the, you know, create fear. Right. And 
what this guy said he wanted to do was to wake up America. I mean, he said that. Those were his words. He said, I want to wake up Americans to this thing that's happening. And what he was basically saying is that people are coming from south of the border and they're going to breed out Americans. It's, it's, going to, it's going to destroy the, Those are the, words he the, used. the ruination of the right yeah, race. That's the, the, the words he used, unfortunately. So if you look at the legal definition of domestic terrorism, it is, quote, ideologically motivated acts that are harmful to human life and intended to intimidate civilians, influence policy, or change government conduct. Now, then you've gone from just committing a crime to committing an act of domestic terrorism. And legally, that gives the government... Uh, according to what is proposed, that according to get, what's proposed, that's right. that's the key here. Right. That's right. Yeah. The government to take the gloves off the same way they would if you were a foreign right. terrorist. Yeah. It, they treat it just like you being a foreign terrorist. And yeah. folks, we're going to want to hear from you as to whether or not you think that's right. Uh, you can reach us at one eight hundred two 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 five two two two. Once again, one eight hundred two 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 five two two two. Kind of a dense topic, but we want to know if you if you feel that it's really right that the government should. Uh, extend the concepts of fighting terrorism, uh, all of the constitutional deprivations that go with that, to problems that exist here in America. Well, I think the the, the real point of it is, the, is this, Brian, is that everybody wants to be safe. Right. Uh, people that are actually, I think I kind of want to be unsafe, John. Well, yeah, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> my, life every, has, my life has demonstrated that. <laughs> every everybody wants to be safe from yes. foreign terrorists, and everyone's worried about yeah, ISIS and Al Qaeda. And people are, and most people are worried about crazy guys like this down in El Paso. But the question is this: Do you do you really feel safe? And and are you willing to give up your free? Do, are you willing to have the government listen to every conversation? Well, I don't know if they already having, aren't, right? frankly. And, and they and they you, really you know, kind of are. We can we'll go into that. But are you willing to give that up? Is is that is that a price that you're willing to pay? And I wonder if people feel like that. Do people even know that they're being monitored? And and if they're being monitored, do they care? Do they care if they're being monitored? Once again, folks, should uh, the government be allowed to search without a warrant? Uh, detain someone without probable cause, hold them indefinitely, uh, wiretap anything. If they, if the person is considered to be a domestic terrorist, uh, we want to know what you think, folks, at 1-800-222-5222. Should we have this term domestic terrorism? And if we do, uh, should it be treated the same way as a foreign terrorist? And when we get back from the break, uh, we're going to have some pretty impressive, impressive statistics that Jim found about exactly who and what is responsible for the acts of terrorism uh, that have occurred in the United States. And I think when you hear who is really responsible for all of the deaths associated with terrorism, it's going to shock you. So we'll be back. Feeling safe, secure. In America. Protected. 1-800-222-5222. We're going to want your thoughts, folks. See you soon. Deep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. 
Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting LOVE to 84888. Get in on major bundle savings with Purple's President's Day Sale. Save up to $350 on a mattress and sleep bundle. Bundle up and save big when you text LOVE to 84888. That's keyword L-O-V-E to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. After enduring a lifetime of racial prejudice, Sammy Davis Jr. vowed never to perform at a segregated nightclub. They didn't like me because I was black. They didn't like me because I was a black Jew. And they didn't like a black Jew who was also at that time married to a white lady. So if you talk about having some things against you... We salute the celebrated member of the Rat Pack, Sammy Davis Jr., during Black History Month. Cumulus Media and AM790 KABC celebrate Black History Month 2020. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-501-3689 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-501-3689 for your free author submission kit. Again, 800-501-3689. From the Reagan Library to the Nixon Library. Get get, get it right. AM 790 KABC. Welcome back. We are KBC Talk Radio 790. You are listening to A Nation Divided. I am Brian Dunn sitting across from Mr. James Oates, and we're talking about the concept of domestic terrorism. Uh, but more importantly, we're talking about the concept of the role of the government. Uh, should the government have increased power uh, to uh, uh, basically search our homes, listen to our conversations, detain us without uh, any reason? Uh, should they be given additional powers in the name of national security, uh, should uh, the recent spate of uh, attacks that we've seen within our nation that appear to be ideologically motivated, uh, should those basically have the effect of giving the government more power when it comes to our basic civil liberties? And in terms of this concept, this is actually something that uh, is about to be discussed uh, in Washington. Uh, generally, we'd love to hear your opinions, folks, at 1-800-222-5222. 1-800-222-5222. Should the government put you on a domestic terrorist watch list if you are expressing views that are distasteful to the point of uh, possibly inciting violence, or should the Constitution win? Uh, one of the things that folks might not know is the FBI cannot prosecute a belief. They can only prosecute an act. They can That's only go after an act. point. They right. can't go after a belief because beliefs are protected by the First Amendment. But what we're seeing now is some beliefs are resulting in a lot of very serious, tangible deaths for a lot of people. Uh, tell us about what's going on in Washington, Jim. So uh, everyone, I'm going to assume that most people have heard the phrase the Patriot Act, and they they maybe kind of more or less know what that means. So the Patriot Act was passed just after September 11th, and it gave very broad powers to a number of organizations, 
And part of that kind of wrapped up into the whole idea, the concept of building the Department of Homeland Security. And I think you could put it in a nutshell and you could say this, that it vested a massive amount of power with the president, with the executive branch. Now, here's the thing that we were saying earlier, and I love the way you said this, Brian. It's it's all about like if you kind of agree with the groups that are doing bad things or you at least think they're not going after you, you're probably not going to be – quite as scared of it, right? right? As you are saying. That's what uh, most people are saying. Look, I'm, yeah, I'm obeying the law. I don't yeah, care if they look at I'm my hair. Nah, it's unfine. Really yeah, I'm doing the right going, thing. You know, exactly. I, I really don't care. <laughs> they're going after a group of people that's going to do something to me, great. Right. But, you know, if they're going after you, know, their people kind of get, they're sort of self-interested in that way, right? And so it's the same thing with presidents. You got a president that's in uh, in uh, in the in the Oval Office and you like the guy. You think he's doing the right thing. Right. You don't have a problem with this. The means justify the ends. Yeah, you know, the means justify the ends. Whatever he's doing, you know. I don't necessarily have to know how they make my hamburger if I'm going to eat it. Exactly. I don't really have to know how it's created. And the argument goes both directions. Right. And so you've got this Patriot Act that's passed, and it was passed almost unanimously by Republicans, well, right? And there well, were whole, mostly Democrats. Oh, the majority of Democrats voted. And for And the it, majority too. of Democrats voted for it, but the but outside of two Republicans, right. the only people that voted against the Patriot Act was a good number of Democrats too. We're talking right. like 40, 50 Democrats voting against it. I think it was 60, only, yeah, 60, yeah, 60 million. Yeah, right. That voted against the Patriot Act were Democrats, right? Okay, so now what the Patriot Act did, and then through what's called the USA Freedom Act, that was uh, an extension of of the Patriot Act that basically let it not sunset. And we've kind of outlined some of the stuff that it does. They can listen to you. Now they sort of like they don't actually keep the phone recordings. They don't, right. but the phone companies keep them. Right. So now you're paying your Verizon bill and your Sprint bill and all that stuff, and they're keeping that those records. And then the FBI can go in and they can say, "We want to hear that stuff after all, right? Because we've got a reason to do it." But now here's the way it works with the Patriot Act. Essentially, you have to have been associated with a foreign terrorist group or foreign actors. Right. Yeah. Now, and, now the, the concept, though, though, is is what is a terrorist? And e- e- the issue is always going to be... And how you get put on that list. But there's always going to be those voices that say, look, we haven't had a major problem since 9-11. Uh, we have not had another 9-11 since 9-11. So whatever is being done, whatever the government's doing, they must be doing something right. And frankly... Uh, if it's people that are breaking the law, or if they're associated with people that are breaking the law and, and some, some rules get broken, some people get incarcerated, some uh, warrants right. are issued. Sure. Oh, you know, Sounds no, really great. No harm, no foul. Yeah, har- right? no, har- no harm, no foul. Okay, so here's a statistic for you. So you've, uh, there's a think tank called New America, and, right. and they're, they're fundamentally focused on this issue of the overreach of the federal government. So it's going to be a, lib- it's a libertarian think tank. But, you know, the numbers, the statistics that they throw out is that less than 10 percent of all methods of detection, of interdiction of jihadist terrorists has been through the efforts of these organizations that are wrapped up underneath the Department of Homeland Security. It's the good old-fashioned FBI. It's the good old-fashioned FBI. Exactly. That's the bottom line. Mohammed infiltrate your organization and he's gone Community family tips, (laughs) informants. It's the good old-fashioned hard plain policing work that we all know that right. the FBI does well. Well, you know, as a very broad number, and we can get into the details about how it gets split up, so this can be a little inflammatory, but as a broad number, $61 billion a year goes to the Department of Homeland Security. That's a lot of money. And a lot of money, and a lot of money goes into the stuff that's done under the Patriot Act, fusion centers right. and stuff like that. So, but now let's skip forward. Maybe people don't have a problem with that. Maybe they don't have a problem with being listened to, so long as all they're really going to ultimately do is go after foreign terrorists. Right. But the question is, should we have, and folks, this is what we want from you. I mean, I'm interested in, should we have 
even the concept of a domestic terrorist. Should it even exist? Or right. should it be treated like every other crime, which is a, a hate crime or or an assault or a battery or a murder? Or But should we have the concept of domestic terrorism uh, as it relates to uh, groups that are espousing these kinds of ideologies that we're seeing? Well, like we, like we said, the world turns, right? So you've got this Patriot Act that, it, you know, it's basically only Democrats that are voting against it. And all of a sudden, you get a, you know, a Democrat senator, Dick Durbin, who proposes legislation, Senate Bill 894, that says, let's take the Patriot Act right. and let's modify it, let's augment it, let's add to it, and let's make a Patriot Act for domestic It's going to make the government a lot bigger. Right. It's going to give the government a lot more power. Right. And it's going to essentially result in the law enforcement agencies that we have now having way more uh, freedom uh, to do the things that uh, our Constitution should protect and, us from. And here's, here's how it works, and this is the thing that people really need to know. They need to hear this because I think people don't really understand how this could work for them. You're a person that somehow gets associated with a right. domestic terrorist. Right. Maybe you got a friend in high school, and you were in a yearbook with that guy, and you don't talk to that guy anymore, but he starts getting involved in a white supremacist group. Right. Right. Now, that guy gets associated with you because you're on some kind of social media. And now link to you him. are on a quote unquote watch if list. You get put onto that list through a fusion center, which is where local and state officials get deputized at the federal level. They right. can bring in all that data. You get put on a secret list that no one gets to see. And now you get a letter from the government that says, we're going to investigate you. You've got to send us all your bank records. I want to see everything that you're spending money on. Actually, and and it goes further than that, too. And that's just that. That's the easy part. If it were the terror, the, the, the Patriot Act, they wouldn't even have to send you a letter. Right, they wouldn't they have would just take it. They, they can just, just pull them. Yeah, yeah. But, right. they, but they can send you an NDL. Right. And they send you that. that they send you that national NSLs in national security letter. And then they can say, oh, and by the way, you can't tell your attorney or anybody about it because this is an investigation. You can't right. tell anyone. And guess what? Go, what's gone is your civil rights. Your civil rights no just went out the window. Right. Forget we, about the we bill. We want to hear your thoughts, folks. 1-800-222-5222. Once again, 1-800-222-5222. Uh, should we have domestic terrorism? Uh, should we have terrorists that are homegrown? Should we have people uh, that are considered uh, to be based on their uh, movement or their ideology? Should they get special uh, consideration from law enforcement? Now, the flip- is it based on what they do or is it based on what they think? We'd love to hear your thoughts at 1-800-222-5222. Now, this is the thing. I don't think anyone is going to get up and say, well, that thing that happened in El Paso is a good thing. No. Uh, But is it someone who is uh, basically motivated by an ideology or someone who's just paranoid, schizophrenic, garden variety, cray cray, just someone who is just basically dealing with all of these mental issues? Uh, They did a pretty in-depth study of, of Dylan Roof. Uh, who was involved in this massacre in South Carolina. He he was on off the spectrum on every type of schizoid, uh, autism, uh, everything that they had a test for. Uh, He basically demonstrated such a high degree of mental instability. You got to ask yourself, is this the ideology or was it just him? Uh, And when you start thinking about the concept of what our First Amendment is and how powerful it is, uh, one of the bulwarks of our of our nation is that you can say anything, even if it's offensive, even if you're going to put on a hood, march through uh, a, a community with a torch uh, that is completely protected. But what is not protected is when you take that from marching to actually doing an act act and the Actions law will right. not protect uh, even speech that is motivated speech that's to, motivated to, yeah, yeah, to, for acts of violence act, right? or, or crime. Uh, it's not going to protect that. And one of the things that's happening right now, folks, is that there there are discussions that are afoot 
that are really going to kind of get to these issues. And, you know, the concept is, is this that important to us as a nation uh, to literally empower uh, the government uh, to do away with the the, the Fourth Amendment, uh, search your home, wiretap you, do whatever you're going to do because you're suspected to be a domestic terrorist. Uh, we'd love to have your thoughts at 1-800-222-5222, 1-800-222-5222. Now, one of the things folks might not know as they're driving along, Jim, is how many people really are we talking about uh, that are associated with these crimes that are linked to terrorism? Well, the number, the number from New America uh, was that uh, 109 people in the United States since September 11th, since 2002, have committed some form of what they would call domestic terror, domestic terror crime. 109 people that were right-wing, alt-right, white supremacists associated, right? Mm-hmm. 104 people were associated with jihadists. And uh, those are about the same numbers. But one of the things about that, the same. that folks might not realize is even the jihadists are yeah. not coming from outside of the nation. And that's a lot the of these are folks that just are kind of have they're, they're not finding their way. And they find these groups on the Internet and all of a sudden and they latch onto that you know, ideology. Bernard Williams becomes Abdul Mustafa. And then what's and the di- basically going out and, right. and doing things at the behest of these groups. And then what's the difference between the white supremacist? Or the guy who's the the guy that says he likes ISIS. They're, they're guys who are crazy to start with, right? And they picked up on some ideology. But can you say that at all times, though? And I, I think no, that's one of the interesting always. things. But I've got a lot of there's lots there's a lot of instances here. Matter of fact, it, just to, before we go to the break, there is there is only one there has only been one act of terrorism in the United States since September 11th that was actually claimed responsibility or associated with right. any foreign actor or or group, and it was ISIS, and it was the shooting in Florida. And is this something that we need? And that's one of the things that we really want to hear from you folks. I mean, do you really want to empower the government more than it already is uh, to put you on a list, to talk to you, to search your home, to detain you indefinitely for the purpose of protecting you? Doesn't that sound kind of strange? And should one guy somewhere be the guy that decides we go on that list? They are going to and we don't get to see it. Without a judge and a jury for the purpose of protecting you. Right. Interesting concepts. We'll be right back, folks. You can reach us at 1 800 222 5222. Welcome back. We are KBC Talk Radio 790. Coming to you live from Culver City, I am Brian Dunn, sitting across from my best friend, Mr. James Oates, talking about the concept of the government's response to terrorism. Uh, after 9-11 happened back in 2001, everyone was unanimous in the need to have more power to fight terrorism. We need to have more power. We need to have greater uh, resources, more money for the government. Uh, we need to create agencies uh, such as the, the Department of Homeland Security. We need to pass laws such as the Patriot Act. But there were a few very quiet voices, constitutional lawyers such as myself, saying, no, no, not so fast. Don't do it. ACLU. Yeah, right. Not so fast. This could create more problems. Mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, the the battle lines are still being drawn now even more. Uh, Now, not in the context of foreign enemies, but domestic enemies. Right. And people that are uh, basically getting involved in these mass killings, uh, they have affiliations with some groups. um, And the battle is actually 
you know, it's centered around this amorphous organization called the Department of Homeland Security. You know, I think uh, the thing that fascinates me about this, Brian, is how this thing flips around. You know, you're talking about the Patriot Act. You know, you've got people that are majority, you know, Democrats, or at least Democrats with a majority of people voting against it. And then all of a sudden, you've got Democrats calling for it. Same thing with Department of Homeland Security. So the, it kind of keyed me off on this. I believe it was about a week ago. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, everyone. Very controversial congresswoman. She's a very controversial congresswoman. She's out there, right? And she's getting a lot of play. Well, she goes down to the border and she looks at what ICE is doing. And ICE is part of the Department of Homeland Security, right. in addition to FEMA, the Coast Guard, TSA. I could go on and on. It's a great big long list. I mean, it's kind of crazy that it's under one guy that only answers to the president, but I won't go there. I'll just say that she calls for the breakup of the Department of Homeland Security. Now, people who are conservative and people that probably don't like a lot of the things she says would go, you're crazy. Get out of here. And one of them was Liz Cheney, right? right. Dick Cheney's daughter, right? So right. she's Congress congresswoman. She goes against her. Now, here's what's interesting, though. Go back just about a year, a little bit more than a year ago, Tom Coburn, Republican senator from Oklahoma, he's on the Senate Homeland Security Committee. Right. He writes a little report, and his report says, uh, in a nutshell, despite spending $61 billion annually, annually, the Department of Homeland Security has not successfully executed a single one of its missions. Wow. So now you got a guy that's a Republican calling for the breakup of the Department of Homeland Security, and you got – this, uh, you know, what some people consider very radical Democrat calling for it. And too, 68 percent so. of the actual busts have actually happened from the good old fashioned federal yeah, yeah, yeah. investigation. And these people are just worried about losing our civil liberties. Right. Uh, David from San Diego. Uh, I want to thank you for your patience. Uh, you're on with with Brian hey. and Jim. Welcome to A Nation Divided. Hey, David. Uh, we're dying to know what hey, you hey, think, hey, brother. Hey. We're doing well. Uh, Good, good. Uh, first time uh, listening, or actually probably the second time. I just heard you guys on my way home. But uh, I guess I was trying to find out what are you guys' opinion? Or what do you guys think if some, like, I believe that the police already have these powers that we're kind of waiting for that you're, that we're talking about. Like, they're, we're, we're almost trying to give them some more. I'm saying they already have that. They're constantly, you know, labeling people criminals. And when they're, once they're labeled a criminal, they can pretty much do whatever they want. You know, they've got no-knock search warrants. They can pull them over at a traffic traffic stop and don't have to do anything else other than just say, you know, that of whatever right. reason they're pulling them over, and then they then that person has no more rights. Gang member, gang member. Okay, yeah, right. Go ahead, Jim. Go ahead, Jim. You're right, David. I'm going to cue. I'm going to cue Brian in on this one because this is this is something we were actually just talking about earlier, David. So part of the thing with uh, the Patriot Act and with what's proposed mm -hmm. with this Domestic Terrorism Prevention Act is is that this that we've got this idea that you know the police can go out and they can like like you say basically do anything that they think needs to be done right now mm -hmm. the deal is though and here's the deal that we've sort of uh written with the police they have to now be able to defend what they did right. they've got to be able to come back and say okay well the reason i pulled that guy over was because i had i suspected that he was doing something bad or or he did something that made me think if i didn't take action immediately people were going to get hurt you know that kind of thing right. and i and probably well, so you have to get put on a personal watch list for that well, specifically well and so well and so here's the thing though david so yeah. what happens is, is that let's say they get even if you get put on a list and you get investigated and that's a big problem for the aclu but let's just get more basic than that because i would mm -hmm. suspect you probably would agree that yeah police have to do their job but they need to be able to come back and they need to be able to say to somebody of authority hey you know what i i, I did that legitimately but here's the thing brian and you talk about this brian what we're talking about here is that a lot of the acts that would occur under these provisions 
they don't have to defend themselves well, at all. The concept is the Constitution of the United States. And, you know, this is something that exactly. was it was instituted uh, 400 years ago or whenever our nation was born, whenever the people that brought it was born, probably a little less than 400. But it is essentially it, it is a, a roadmap between the relationship of the individual and the government. Uh, the reason why an officer can't just shoot you is because the Fourth Amendment protects that. The reason why they can't just go into your home and take anything because they don't like you is because the Fourth Amendment protects that. The reason why they can't just put you in jail for no reason and hold you is because the Fifth Amendment and the Fourteenth Amendment protect that. And the concept is that if you have a wartime situation where you're worried about uh, just the entire security of the nation, all of those go out of the window because you don't have time for that. Uh, but the question that we're dealing with is, is that going to be right now? And now, David, I'm sure you know what my opinion is. I'm a constitutional scholar. I'm always going to go back mm-hmm. to that to that old document. I, I believe in that. I hope. Yes. That's what I believe, too. And I, and that's what I was calling for. Like I said, I haven't listened to your show too much. And I was like, well, I wonder what his opinion is. He's already talking about this area. I wonder what his opinion is on, like, the basics of this area, you know? Like, I just, I hadn't, I didn't hear it, so I wanted to hear what you're Well, I'll tell you, David, the truth is, we're not more interested, at this particular show, we're more interested in the discussion than the conclusion. Uh, We want to respect everybody's opinion. We want everyone to feel comfortable, uh, because I don't know if I'm right. You know, I have this way that I feel, but I'm interested in just talking about these issues from a uh, point of respect. So, you know, David, I'm kind of curious to know then, just from your perspective, do you think that police and and more broadly investigative service, FBI, so on, do you think that just uh, their base powers, do you think they've got enough power to keep us safe? Or do you think we need a Department of Homeland Security, a Patriot Act, just from where you're sitting? What do you think? I, I think they have more than enough power. I support the police. Um, I, I served myself in the military. And I know the government has a job to do. They have to keep us safe. And it's, it's true. A, That's they right. always say right. that they say that good, are, we are safe because good men are willing to do bad things. Right. Now, we obviously don't true. want those people to do too many bad things or bad things Listen. in general. Uh, David, let me put those- you on hold one second quickly. Uh, let me put you on hold one second quickly. And you're bringing up a lot of good points. But, Jim, I wanted to get to Jim from the high, de- from the high desert. Jim, tell us what you think. Uh, you're on A Nation Divided with Brian and Jim. Hello. Right. Hey, Jim. How are you? Caller? All right. Thank you. I'm doing Thank you for calling. Caller. You're welcome. Uh, I What got my attention is that, you know what, <clears throat> with this, uh, sure, there was reasons for, for, you know, domestic surveillance because of terrorism. But guess what? Uh, I believe what, what people don't realize is happening or can happen and has happened is where somebody can be falsely accused. Right. Okay. Because he has a personal opinion about his civil rights, you know, owning a gun or whatever. And then um, all of a sudden, he's under the radar, not knowing that he's under the radar. So finally, something happens where, you know, they bust through his through his uh, home and, um, you know, with a search warrant. You got helicopters and police surrounding the property. A lot of problems. And, yeah. he's, and you know what? And he's all he's doing is maybe doing his job at home or, you know, architect or I whatever. You, Jim, but just for and, the sake of argument, Jim, let me stop you quickly. Just for the sake of argument, just to talk about this. What if yeah. you have a person who is basically writing on his computer that we need to kill all uh, X number of people because they're bad. They're in they're influencing our country. They're taking over our country. Uh, we need to take up arms and it's time for no more Mr. Nice Guy. We need to wake up and we need to just start killing, uh, such as this individual in El Paso. We need to start killing people that are coming over from south of the border 
And uh, he's actually caught writing these things, which are direct uh, incitements to criminal acts. Uh, would, would that change your opinion, Jim? Well, the thing is this. Did it stop the person from from committing these acts? It's, well, that's that's the argument that they make, Jim. The argument that they make is, is that if they could take action sooner, that what they could do is stop it from happening. That's right. the argument that's made. And we want to hear your well, opinion, folks. You can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. Uh, once again, 1-800-222-5222. Um, when we start talking about the concept of terrorism, uh, we have adopted the notion as a nation uh, that it, it applies to people that are not from uh, the United States. And what is now happening is because of the spate of crimes, uh, there are some considerations that are on the table to have that apply to American citizens uh, who are committing crimes in the name of an ideology. Now, we want to know what you think, uh, because what we're basically dealing with is something that could really completely change the framework uh, of how law enforcement responds to people. And it can change it in a lot of different ways. But one of the things that specifically it can do is it can eliminate a lot of the protections that we may take for granted. Uh, for example, wiretapping. Uh, you have to get a warrant to do that, and it is incredibly difficult to do. Uh, Should be. You have to get a warrant uh, to search someone's home. Uh, now, of course, as a lawyer who's practicing on the street, depending on what you're accused of doing, it's not that hard, but depending on what you're uh, accused of thinking, it should be very difficult uh, because we shouldn't have thought police. Uh, but when you start talking about the concept of an ideology uh, that's illegal, uh, well, how uh, far can we go? It's a gray area. And it gets very gray. And at what point uh, are we saying that we're going to we're going to have I know this may sound Orwellian, but we're going to have thought police. And these are some concerns that we have to think about uh, because we all love this nation. Uh, but at the same time, we have to think about the concept of security. Uh, we'll be back very shortly, folks. So they're telling me we got to take a break. I don't want you to go anywhere, uh, David. I'm going to get back to you, Jim. Yeah, hang too. on, Jim. And we'll be right back. Uh, you're on a nation divided. I am Brian Dunn with Jim Oates. Domestic terrorism. Should we do the unthinkable to prevent it? And if so, are we any better than those individuals that we are that going are committing after? The terrorism, right? We are KBC Talk Radio 790. You are listening to A Nation Divided. I am Brian Dunn. We're coming to you live from Culver City uh, with Mr. Jim Oates. And we're talking about the concept of the government's power to stop terrorism. Uh, how far is too far? Uh, one of the things that I don't believe anyone uh, could disagree with is it does appear as though since 9-11, although there have been minor skirmishes, there have been acts of flare-ups, we have not had a major terrorist attack from a foreign enemy on our national soil. Yeah. And the issue then becomes why. Uh, if they're spending close to $70 billion a year on this sprawling organization called the Department of Homeland Security, uh, they must be doing something right, the argument goes, because we haven't seen any problems like this uh, before. True. Now, I got a question for David in San Diego. Uh, David, uh, this is the question that I have for you. Go ahead. Just suppose that there's someone out there uh, that is planning to 
kill a large amount of people. And we have a crystal ball, uh, which is, of course, something that we don't have. Uh, but mm-hmm. we're able to determine that this person is going to do this. But at this point, he's committed no crime at all. Uh, he has not broken the law. He has not threatened to break the law. All he has done is change some emails back and forth, exchange emails with some people in which they have talked about how much they, for example, hate uh any group of people. He's just talked about how much he hates Jews or he hates blacks or well, he hates. But he hasn't done anything wrong yet. Uh, but well, you, do we go after him? What do you think, David? This is America. This is a free country. And unfortunately, yet fortunately, you are free to be dumb and you're free to be hate. So just because he says a bunch of craziness, this is not the minority report. You can't determine what somebody was is going to do. Absolutely. Well, you do have no crystal ball, and that's really unfair. But in a world, but then again, David, think about this. Consider in a place where we have the right to bear arms, where the United States, we've, we've guaranteed that right to our citizens right. as well. And we do know that people will then eventually go out and do bad things. And we're saying, okay, we want to keep our rights. We want to keep the collection of rights that we have in the Bill of Rights. How do we well, then prevent someone from doing these bad things? Well, I, monitoring is different than searching and, and invading privacy. You can monitor their pe- people freely give out their information. It's it's very simple. You can do it on your Facebook. They they have numerous watch groups. They have numerous powers of surveillance. I, I'm as a like that's an interest of mine. I'm a communications technician, and there's numerous ways in which you can actually observe people without them knowing. And it's actually better, in general, in my opinion. This is just my opinion for operational security to actually let people get on the internet, say their stupidity, get it out, and just follow that information. You learn you you learn more about the network. You get more information, and obviously, that's if, a good and point. You, you try to stay prepared for when they do something, but you can't just we any okay people seem to forget high school history everyone forgets about mccarthyism and right. in my right. opinion anything anything that represents that is resembles mccarthyism or the house of un-american activities is un-american and illegal and that's just it it's just but you can't and i'm just again uh, uh david don't you think though that when it comes to law enforcement that they have to really figure out preemptive ways to prevent crime in other words they have to think about not just responding to crime. Uh, they have to be proactive and they have to start seeing, okay, what are some of the common denominators that are associated with, for example, the San Bernardino attack? Right. Uh, they had uh, you can listen. network. You can see that they, they're saying they're going to do this stuff, but they haven't done anything yet. So if you're just listening, how do you stop them from going out on Monday morning at 9 a.m. and doing it? You know, David, I'm an attorney, and i got to tell you something, that it's very difficult yeah. uh, sometimes to get a warrant. I mean, one of the things that is, is protected and that judges hold dear is that we have a right to the safety and security of our home uh, to be to just to be secure. And the police are not allowed the government. Any agent of the government is not allowed to just invade that unless they have a darn good reason. Now, mm-hmm. typically, uh, if they're busting through your door with a battering ram, they usually have a pretty good reason. Now, I'm you just know, saying in the practical world, I, I, right? they I, usually, I, I, if I they come calling at your I'm door a, three in the morning, I know, I, I, you shouldn't I be surprised most that. of the time. I disagree with that. I'm a conservative. I'm a conservative. Right. And bottom line, I do not, I don't think, if they're knocking out, if they're knocking out, I don't think a lot of warrants are warranted. Yes, you're saying that they have a pretty good reason, but 
what what what's a pretty good reason? What's a pretty, it's what's simply called time? probable cause. Read, especially especially if you li- listen look at a lot of the police reports in the south, in the southern areas when it comes to drug enforcement, mm. they're finding people with nickel bags and five hundred dollars and rusted right. out shotguns. And the person These with twenty seven kilos in his bathroom right. is conspicuously yeah. overlooked every time. He's go- exactly, he's going out on bond. Right. So that that's ridiculous. There, that I I I I appreciate the notion and I know. Know what you mean, but in practice, when you look at reality, reality is much different than theory. Just like you know, you know. Well, that's a whole other conversation. I well, was but the, the, the idea, though, though, is like you, you do got to understand one thing, David. I mean, the sweeping changes that happened after nine eleven, uh, they were the the result of a very serious uh, threat, and and oh, we, we were our nation was being targeted I was at that years time. Old when that happened, and yeah. I one hundred percent know that our nation was really being targeted by a lot of groups. And one of the things that they realized is okay. These guys just walked onto a plane uh, with some box cutters. Whatever we're doing now ain't working. Okay, the thing that we're doing, we have to make some changes. Well, and, that's right. And that's the thing. And that's but the thing. were the that's changes that we made technological? They need to be technological upgrades to our surveillance. Right. Yeah. We, the Patriot Act. They, the Patriot Act was an update to old surveillance technology. The Patriot Act added things like being able to actually wiretap. Wiretapping is an actual physical connection to a phone line. Right. So imagine. So that was that was the limit. But of what the it did was it said that they don't have to get approval. They don't well, have to go through the same channels to get the wiretap. Is what it is. But guys, that's, let's that's let's remember where that. Came Came from though. Let's remember where it came from. It all came from FISA. It came from the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, and that was something that was passed back in the Carter administration. What they said then was they said you can't do this to American citizens. You right. can only do it to people who aren't. And the concept is though, how how is it different if you're not an American citizen versus if you're an American citizen? Uh, we got Doctor. Hang on, David. We're going to get us. Uh, hold on one second, David. Uh, Dr. Levitt, uh, I wanted to hear from you. Uh, it appears as though uh, you have some thoughts on the subject. Welcome to A Nation Divided, and we are dying to know what you think. Right. Uh, this, uh, I always seem to hear on the radio liberal arts students talking. Uh, if mm. you, you can handle gun control for anything over six shots, just like A&T, AT&T handles computer addresses. You put a chip in the stock of the gun, a chip in the metal of the gun, and a chip in a cradle. It's Dr. Levitt, you are seriously them. confusing me. I must beg you to get to the point if it's not too much trouble. <laughs> okay, you put the gun in the cradle. If the gun comes out of the cradle, it flags right into the computer system on AT&T or the relevant phone system, and the police can then enter and grab that gun because the guy is going to going to guarantee that if you buy something over six shots, it's going to be in that cradle, right. and it's going to be surveilled in the cradle. All right, let me put you on hold briefly, doctor. Let me put, put you on, on hold. hold. Uh, what in the Sam heck was he talking about? I think <laughs> that he was in a broader way getting to the issue of surveillance and being able to, but now but the, here's the question. He's talking about guns, and he's talking about are we gonna, chips. Are we going to computer chip everyone's computer? Are we going to computer chip everyone's phone? Right. Are we going to do that to make sure that they don't say the things we don't want them to say? All right, I want to go back to David real briefly. David, um, we're going to wrap this up pretty quickly, but I wanted to get your final thoughts on this one subject. Okay, um, go ahead. If we are looking at a concept of national security, uh, should it be looked at differently than domestic security. In other words, if we're looking at the concept of our nation, uh, should it be looked at differently than a criminal court would look at a crime committed here? In other words, if we're looking at a foreign enemy uh, who is attacking us from abroad, 
should we treat that concept differently uh, than a person that robs a liquor store or a person that commits a, a crime that's a penal code violation or sells drugs within our home? What are your thoughts on that? I would say yes, because like we had in the in the war, we had the enemy combatants. Right. Uh, there's that's a difference when someone's trying to attack your nation or someone's just trying to attack your property. And I think there's a big distinction between the responsibilities of things like the military and responsibilities of things like police. And you have to have a certain separation. It could be updated over time, right. but you you have to have a separation. David, absolutely. I want to thank you so much for calling. We appreciate Thanks, your David. opinion. I'm going to get back to Dr. Livett br- briefly. Doctor, I um, want to thank you so much for calling. Do you think that the, these two situations should be looked at differently? Should we look at a foreign enemy uh, differently uh, than a crime that would be committed uh, that would be a violation uh, of a penal code from a domestic situation? Okay. Again, this is a liberal arts solution you're talking about here. The foreign, uh, the foreign uh, threat has been used to lessen the Fourth Amendment inside the United States. I completely agree so with the you. Answer, the answer to your question for me is no. In other words, if there's something going out there in cyberland in Europe and you find a, uh, a volume of calls from Europe to the United States, they have filed this up in the law right now. Uh, doctor, I wish you had called warned. sooner because uh, we're going to have to wrap we up have to the let show. You go. I Sorry. Would have, I want to thank you so much for calling. Thank you for calling. Well, we got we to gotta run right now. I got to say goodbye to you, doctor, because we just got to run. Jim, final thoughts. I mean, when you think about this, you do have to understand that. No one's really going to quibble with the idea of safety. Uh, and as it exists now, most of the people in this nation are going to think that, look, I'm not breaking the law. I'm not doing anything wrong. So if this if they have to cut a few corners, if it's not applying to me, my thought is this. Matter? Basically, it goes like this, Brian. We're not as divided as we think we are. There are a lot of people on both sides of this argument. Thank you so much, folks. Agree. And, uh, and always freedom. remember that even if we disagree with you, <laughs> we love you all. We love you all. See you next week, folks. This show is pre recorded and furnished by The Cochrane Firm.